Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran, the leading tax sell expert, author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me on today's podcast episode. This is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you're looking to learn more about investing in tax fault real estate, just head on over to taxsellacademy.com again. That's taxsellacademy.com. On today's episode, I want to go over my pre-auction process. I've mentioned this in a previous episode where we compare veterans to investors, but one of the major differences are the veterans, the successful folks, they have their processes. Now, what I've found over the years is that many new investors have a very haphazard approach to investing, whether they realize it or not. In some cases, they know better, but thinking that having an actual process for everything is a little bit overkill and unnecessary. In other cases, they just simply don't know what they don't know. They have to learn the hard way. And on a side note, I'm a huge proponent of having a process and using a process for everything in this business. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a spontaneous guy, generally speaking, but I've got a process that I follow every step of the way when it comes to my tax sale business. Now, we're going to discuss my pre-auction process in today's episode. With a few minor tweaks here and there, this is the process that I've used for over 17 years now, and it's one that I've taught many, many people about. It's a simple five-step process I'm going to walk you through today. The first step is to figure out what the heck you're going to invest in. Before we can start this process and before we can buy our first property, we must know what we'll be investing in. I've discussed this before, but here's the general process to use when deciding where to invest. Figure out if you're more of a tax lien person or a tax deed person, or maybe a combination of both. If you're in the United States, then figure out your local market and then see if that has any opportunities out there for you. If so, that's going to be a fantastic place to start just because it's close to you. If there isn't anything local or perhaps the system that you want to invest in is not local or maybe the properties sell for too much money or maybe you're just an international investor investing here in the United States, then start venturing out on areas that suit you better. So I'm frequently asked, which state is the best state? Now, I've invested in more than a dozen states for various reasons, and there are probably another couple of dozen states I could invest in if I could physically get there, if I didn't have time constraints on me, right? If I could go to every single auction in every single state, I probably would. But figure out your investment objectives, how much money you want to invest, how much time you want to invest, what you're looking to make, your risk tolerance, your time value, your value of money, all that stuff combined, and then make the decision where to invest. If you're looking to find out more information about these specific states, a great resource is going to be the state guide on my website. There's a link down below in today's show notes. For me personally, I'll attend auctions as they fit my schedule, which will kind of dictate where I'll be investing. Now, some sales are going to be held once a week and others are held once a year, once every two years. I also travel quite a bit and I have lots of different trainings that I hold for the Taxel Academy. So all that factors into my schedule and where I personally invest. But ultimately, I attend auctions where I'm able to. This could mean two a month or it could mean 30 or 40 in one month. It just depends on a lot of different factors. Now, after I find out the area information, I start looking for the actual sale information. Every single county is slightly different. Even if they must follow the rules of a particular state, if state statute requires certain stuff, that is, one county can certainly be different 
from the next county. Sometimes it'll be very, very minor differences, maybe just procedural type differences. And other times, the entire system that they use could be different. Take Nassau County, New York, for example, where they sell tax liens and much of the rest of the state sells tax deeds. So this is gonna be the time that you wanna go page by page through the tax collector or the treasurer's website, whoever handles the sale in that area. Look at every single page. Figure out exactly how their sales operate. Read the rules, their process, the laws, the frequently asked questions page. Read everything involved with that specific auction. After that, it's time to get the auction list. Make sure there are a decent number of properties available. Nobody wants to travel for three days to watch one little tiny lot get sold, right? Make sure there's a sufficient number of properties to invest in. So I'll get that list. Also, typically print it out. Now, you might prefer to leave it in a digital format, but I prefer to print it out just so I can look it over and actually write notes with an ink pen on that property instead of typing them into my computer. Just a personal preference, and maybe I'm a little bit old school in that nature. But after you get that list, the next step will be to begin researching those tax sale properties. I have frequently said that your research equals your results. The quality of your research will determine the quality of your results. Do good research, get good results. Lousy research, man, your results are going to be lousy. Now, this is not a research episode. I've got lots and lots of research episodes, and of course, we go very, very in-depth inside the academy, so I'm not going to go over every single step of the research process in today's episode, but be sure to check out all those other episodes if this interests you at all, and if you're not positive about what you should research or how to go about it, but whatever the case, make sure you know without a doubt what you are bidding on. This will undoubtedly be the most time-consuming part of the process, so learn to do it efficiently. Here's the process I use for efficiency. I'll do an initial scan of that auction list, and right off the bat, I'll cross through properties if they're outside of the budget that I want to spend for that particular county. Then I'll go through and I'll see if I recognize any of the subdivisions or the areas by taking a look at the legal description. If it's an area I don't want to invest in, I'll immediately cross it off, okay? And then if I see one particular subdivision or one particular area, and there's like 50 properties for sale in that one area, I'll do research on that area to figure out, hey, do I really want to research every single one of those properties, or is that an area I should stay away from? So that kind of really helps me to cross off a large majority of the properties right off the bat. From there, I'll start working my way down that tax sale list, property by property. Now, sometimes you might get to the end of the tax sale list, and there isn't a single property that you want to place a bid on. And that's okay. It just means that you aren't forcing yourself to invest in something you shouldn't be. Other times, there'll be numerous properties that you want to bid on. All right, so the next step after that almost runs in parallel to the research step, and that's to organize your research. Now, I personally use a spreadsheet, and many of the Academy members use the same exact spreadsheet that I use since it's provided through our membership. But this spreadsheet allows me to go property by property, writing down a few basic notes, and that all-important maximum bid amount into an easy-to-read and easy-to-identify location. It's also convenient to have it in that format so it doesn't match exactly what the guy next to you at the auction has when he's peering over your shoulder, right? If you both print out the same auction list and you both handwrite your maximum bid next to every single property, then that nosy neighbor is going to know exactly what you're willing to pay for every single property. Now, with that said, I do still print out that auction list, like I mentioned, and I take it with me to the auction. 
This applies to both in-person and online auctions as it is crucial to be organized. And when I say I take it with me to the auction, when I'm talking about an online auction, that means I'll print it out, have it right here in front of my computer screen before the properties start getting auctioned off. Now, in addition to my spreadsheet with the max bids and stuff, I will still take that original tax sale list. Just in case they change the order that the properties are being auctioned off, maybe they skip some properties or they announce them in a manner that doesn't really line up with what I have written down on my spreadsheet. It's a great way to cross-reference stuff. It's just more of a backup tool than anything else. So now I have my spreadsheet and that auction list. And these two things will go into a small half-inch three-ring binder. And this does numerous things to help me out. First of all, it keeps that auction list in order in a very easy to read format. Instead of flipping through staple page after staple page, or maybe have all the pages just unstaple and they get all mixed up and out of order and stuff, I simply go to the page and I flip it in that three ring binder. Now in the front of that list will be that spreadsheet printout with my max bids and other pertinent info in an easy to read format. Now the folder itself, it allows me to have something hard that I can write on. It's also something tangible that I can hold on to instead of just a stack of loose papers which could easily be left behind or get out of order, it could be blown or something like that, right? And then lastly, having that folder, being able to open that folder and close that folder provides me privacy from the guy next to me trying to peer over my shoulder. This leads me directly into the last part of my pre-auction process. I'll have my binder ready to go and then I'll start the final prep. While reading the auction information, it should have told me the specifics about registration. Now make sure you've read all this well in advance of the auction because in some cases, they'll want something like a signed affidavit from the county tax collector that states you don't owe any delinquent taxes and that affidavit might take some time to get. They might also require a wire deposit, pre-registration, or a variety of other things that cannot be done the day of or the day before of the auction. So keep all this in mind. But once all that stuff's taken care of, I'll load my binder up along with those papers. I'll have a couple of pens to take notes with and record winning bid amounts with. I'll have my identification. I'll have a deposit if it's required, maybe a business card or two. Now the evening before the auction, all this is put right next to my door with my keys on top of it so I don't forget anything. And if I suspect it's a long auction, I'll also consider carrying a water and maybe even a snack or maybe some change for their vending machine, depending on what they allow at that auction. When I get there, I'll arrive early. I'll sit as close to the auctioneer as possible with a direct line of sight of the auctioneer and I will stay for the duration of the auction. A lot of the best deals will be sold at the very end. So there it is, that's the pre-auction process that I have used for 17 years now, over 17 years actually. We obviously go into deeper detail about this process inside the Taxel Academy, but feel free to use this process and modify it as you desire, and hopefully this helps you get to that success that you desire in this business. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other episodes on this podcast, please take just a second and leave us some positive feedback for this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And if we can help you in any way, there are a number of incredibly useful links down below in today's show notes, including one that'll take you to our primary website, which is the taxcellacademy.com. And when you get there, you get a free copy of my book, The Tax Sale Playbook. We'll ship you a free copy if you cover the nominal shipping cost. Or if you're ready to learn in a detailed step-by-step -step manner, we highly suggest joining the Tax Sale Academy. Again, the website is taxcellacademy.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and make it a successful day. See ya.